0: this is beering ain't easy do you spend all week thinking about what new beer you'll try next then yeah this podcast is for you come join us while we try new beers share our ratings debate craft beer culture and in the process throw a few jabs at ourselves so crack one if you got one turn it up
1: Welcome to Beer and Easy with Adam and Drew, episode 5.
0: Welcome to September, y'all.
1: We have a treat for the audience today, Drew. What kind of treat are you talking about? Today is our annual beer football episode. First ever beer football episode. Fifteen years from now, this will be viewed as one of the most epic podcasts of all time.
0: That's, that's a really high bar to set for us. I don't know that
1: I can deliver. I am about 99% sure that will not be the case.
0: So before we talk about football, I mean, we got in a tradition here where we got to talk about the last episode. So let's, let's go back one episode to The Beardemic. Again, best podcast name ever. <laughs> I'm going to stick to it for
1: my life. This episode does have a pretty good name. This episode name is The Ultimate Wager. The audience is going to have to hang tight to understand what that's all about, though. So last week, we drank an
0: experimental amber by Backfish. It was a coffee amber. What are your thoughts coming back a week ago?
1: I thought it was an epic beer. I really, I, I've, I had never had a beer like that before. I'd never had a coffee amber It was my first, but it will not be my last.
0: I got to agree. It's one of those where I've thought about since then about, man, I'd like to get some more of that. So, you know, not to gush too much, but, you know, backfish, if that's an experiment, you know, successful experiment, make another batch of that shit.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's keep that shit going.
0: I think like what you said is totally on point was it was unique. It was something that was memorable. It wasn't just, oh, yeah, that's another hazy IPA that's, you know, middle of the ground. It had a flavor that made you remember it, you know
1: it really did it was extremely memorable i can remember exactly what it tasted like maybe not the
0: next morning but you remembered it at that moment
1: i was feeling rough the next morning <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man so i had another you know moment of analysis from last week's episode that i wanted to share I started listening to to Adam's commentary because I do a lot of the sound editing. So I get to hear it like two or three times. I get to delete out stuff that Adam says. So when he
1: fumbles around on his words, he he edits himself out and corrects everything.
0: But what I noticed is, so how long have you lived in Texas? Four years. Four years. What I noticed about Adam in the last episode is his use of the word y'all. He has basically absorbed y'all into his vernacular. In four years, being an Iowan, living in Las Vegas, a.k.a. the West Coast, and he is just like already attached. He's a Texan.
1: I'm just trying to embrace my surroundings. I have four years here. I have two years in Louisiana, which is another y'all state. It's not the same. It's it's a y'all state. It's a y'all state? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm not from Texas either, but I like stealing the phrase from my father-in-law that is, wasn't born in Texas, but got here as fast as I could.
1: Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So, give you a little preview of what this epic football episode is all about. So, I am a diehard Iowa Hawkeye and Chicago beer fan. Drew, unfortunately... For him is a Texas A&M fan, Giga Maggie's. So we are gonna compare our two favorite teams and compare them to a beer. Then I have selected a couple of players that I'm gonna ask Drew which beer those players represent to him. And the players we're talking NFL because we know
0: y'all aren't gonna know some obscure college player. We're gonna talk about the pros.
1: Then we're going to switch it up. And then we will close the episode by helping you understand why this episode is called The Ultimate Wager. So, Drew, the ball is in your court. Do you want to start with the teams or the players?
0: I think we need to start with the players because that sounds fun.
1: All right. The first player I'm going to ask you about is the greatest player from Texas A&M. Probably has had the best football career out of any Texas A&M player ever drafted. His name is Johnny Manziel.
0: Oh, damn it. You would go there, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> I,
1: <laughs>
0: On I, the should first have, I should
1: have saved that for last. I came in oh. hot there.
0: Oh, man. You just you just threw me a curveball. and so, so I think saying the greatest player in NFL history from the Aggies is a little bit of a stretch.
1: I'm so, not sure it is, but we can keep going.
0: All right. So Johnny football, this is this is a tough one. So I think where I would go when he was in college, he was the new hotness. He was that that chase for that hazy IPA four pack. <laughs> he was, you know, he was right up there, like full of flavor, full of hops. The dude was on the top. But I I feel like if you take the total career of Johnny Football, he's kind of like that four-pack where maybe you had one of them when it was fresh, but then the rest of them stayed on that shelf too long. You know, as it goes on, you know how some of the hazies and other hoppy beers, they start precipitating a little bit. You get the little floaties in your beer, and maybe at first you think you can filter those floaties out, but the flavor is still no good, and eventually... You got to pour that shit down the drain. And I feel like that sums up Johnny Football's career.
1: I think that's fairly accurate.
0: All right, you're up. So, since you're such a Be- Bears fan, a Bears fan and a Bears fan, Bears
1: fan and Bears fan.
0: The Bears. I want to ask you about a player which um, I believe when he first came onto the Bears, you thought he was the next Tom Brady. I think there was, you know, like goat. Emojis with his name, and that is
1: Mitch Trubitsky. Ooh. Firing back at me, huh? Absolutely. Well, the Trubitsky journey for me has been an emotional roller coaster. It started with sky high expectations, then they drop off, then they go back up. And so, when I think about what beer is most representative of him, I think of a beer that I had super high expectations for that did not deliver and has not delivered. Although I pray every night that will change. That's just where we are right now. I think our podcast listeners, if they've been doing their homework on the prior podcast. They know exactly which beer I'm talking about. It is Cosmic Omnibus from modern times. I was so hyped about it. I thought it was going to be absolutely fantastic. And it was just mediocre.
0: You really just can't get over that beer, can you? (laughs)
1: No. I've been thinking about it a lot. I still have two left in my fridge. I thought about bringing one tonight to drink before the beer that we drink during the podcast. Yeah.
0: I think I called it the liquid encouragement beer, if yep. I remember correctly. Yep. All right, well, what do, you, what do you got for me?
1: What's number two on the list? Number two, for any Bears fan or NFL fan, they know this man is the most indestructible dominant player in the NFL, and his name is Khalil Mack. So are you going to, like, pick anyone that's either not bagging on the Aggies
0: or some, you know, Bears homer player? I mean, like, come on, man.
1: It's Khalil Mack. We're talking the real deal right now. All right.
0: I'll give it to you because – or did he play before the Raiders, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll think of him as a Raider since I lived in the Bay Area as <laughs> opposed to a bear. But the dude is a beast. And so when I think of him, I'm thinking Imperial Stout. And so maybe one of those from Prairie that – those like 13.5% beers that you buy in the store – where you take maybe a few sips and it knocks you on your ass, that's, that's Khalil Mack. I think that's fair. And he
1: will knock you on your ass. Absolutely. Based on that last comment you just made, it really makes it sound like you have quite the extensive football background. Can you help me and perhaps the audience understand your background there? Well, I was a big football
0: fan. I mean, <laughs> everyone's seen my photo by now. And see that I have the perfect body for an offensive tackle. You have the perfect pedigree for an offensive tackle. I was a tennis player. I was more fragile.
1: So in the prior episodes when he was calling me plump, this is where I get him back. Going after the skinny guys now. (laughs) The tables have (laughs) turned. I think the audience can all agree based on my physique, and your slander of my physique, that I am much more representative of this topic. Did you play high school football?
0: I did. Did you start? I did. Nice. Nice. You want to know my football history in college, or not college, yeah. I was
1: on <laughs> Texas a and Texas, A&M. Texas A&M, yeah. I was backing up Johnny Football. Yeah, I was backing up Johnny Football. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like the super fan of the high school team where, you know, we had friends that were playing football, <laughs> but me and the buddies, like, we made these shirts and they said SWA and it stood for Scrubs with Attitude because at the time <laughs> NWA was really popular and we thought that we were, you know, being cool wearing these like white t-shirts with the SWA on it. Nice. We had names so on the back and Scrubs with Attitude. That's Classic. where I was. Classic. I was already into the rap genre while you were, you know, actually playing football. So, like, I feel like before we go into the next one, there's, like, a major problem, and that is we have not cracked fucking beer yet. And so, we're going to crack something. When I'm looking at this can, and I did not buy this, so I don't know what the hell's going on here. Tell me about it.
1: I have to tell the audience a story and a strategy behind this can of beer. So, one of our other neighbors is a pretty good craft beer fan, and the last time I went on vacation... I bought a bunch of miscellaneous craft beers wherever I went. I think I went to the Ozarks in Missouri. Or not the Ozarks. I don't remember where the hell I went. It's irrelevant. But anyways, I I brought him home several beers. And basically I made it where he was indebted to me. And so he went to Dallas last weekend, or last week. And he came back with a six-pack of quite a few different beers. And so that is where this comes from so michael if you're listening we appreciate it i feel
0: like it's when it comes to beer swaps it's always good to be the one that someone else owes you because you know something's coming oh, right yeah. you know they're feeling the pressure <laughs> to drive 30 miles to a brewery to get you something good because you, you always want to stay on top of that because you, you don't ever want to feel like you're pressured to do it you always oh, yeah
1: and i was texting him i was like Hey, buddy, how's your your trip? Did you make it to any breweries?
0: Yeah, (laughs) put that that beer pressure or beer pressure.
1: Don't forget about that time I bought you beers when I was on vacation.
0: You're not going to leave me hanging, are you, bitch?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we digress. The beer, to be honest, I've never heard of this brewery, but he got me several beers from this brewery, so it had better be good. Peticola's Brewing Company. What? Bicycle Pump. Pilsner. I thought it was only appropriate to drink a Pilsner as we talked about the football episode. Although I could convince myself that there's quite a few different beers that we could talk about during the football episode. So back to the back to the players here. I, you know,
0: you being a, a bears homer and all, it's it's only fair that I kind of Kick you back another player on the opposition. So I'm going to ask you about Aaron Rodgers. What is his representative beer?
1: Ooh! Aaron Rodgers, my least favorite player of all time. I absolutely hate Aaron Rodgers, and I think he is such a little bitch. Those are strong words. I just... He is. He's the wine. For the discount double check. Oh, don't you go there. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that had the pleasure of not having to watch what I just did, Drew just stood up and did the discount double check. So, when I think about Aaron Rodgers, I hate to admit it, but he's really, really good, but he's a little bitch. And so... When I think about that criteria for a beer. It's kind of hard to think about that criteria for beer. But I think about my early early craft, I don't even know if it's really craft beer, but I guess craft beer at yeah, the time. Yeah, I think so. I think and Kugels Sunset Wheat. It's kind of a little bitch beer, but it's really pretty tasty. Some nice uh, orangish wheat kind of beer and that's really what I think about Aaron Rodgers. Do you think he could chug a lining pool? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The Audience, shout out if you saw Aaron Rodgers' pathetic attempt at chugging a beer on TV. The infamous chug failure. <laughs> I, I think uh, that's worth posting. I think we're going to post uh, that. We're posting that. I, yeah. just, I just took a note down to post that. Yeah,
0: let's do that. So what do you got for my last player here? All right. I'm anticipation's killing me.
1: All right. We live in the Houston area, so I thought it was only appropriate the next person I ask him about is DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. Dagger to the freaking heart.
0: <laughs> oh man, you're throwing you're throwing some tough ones at me here. So, DeAndre Hopkins. I think I've got to go on this one. Okay, I got a good one. I think he is ghosting the machine by Parrish. Because badass, one of my favorite IPAs out there, great beer, one of the best. But it's a ghost. He ghosted Houston thanks to Bill O'Brien. So thanks, Bill O'Brien, for (laughs) fucking up a good thing for the Houston Texas. So just like a ghost, he gone. He gone. So if you're going to throw me DeAndre...
1: I guess I got to make fun of you for that beer because really the only thing related to DeAndre Hopkins is that it had the word ghost in it. And the fact that it's one of the best and he's
0: one of the best and I miss him every day. Did that beer leave? It's gone usually the second I open it. (laughs) Does that count? All right, all right. All right, so if you're going to throw me DeAndre Hopkins, we're going to see, we're going to do a beer trade, a beer swap. So you, you gave me DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to give you David Johnson Ooh, from the Cardinals. Clever,
1: clever. All right, all right. I can work with that. So, David Johnson, really good player five six years ago. Terrible now. Not ter- I mean not very good, but just kind of there. And so, when I think five six years ago, I was absolutely in love. With Fat Tire Amber. Yeah. Just, I thought... That was your gateway beer? That was my gateway beer. Absolutely loved it. My dad got me into that one. And so, really good kind of before craft beer took off. I mean, I'll drink it now. It's still solid. It's a solid beer. But really good five years ago. Just kind of okay now.
0: You know, being a Texans homer like myself, I think I'd like to say, you know, bringing him into the Bill O'Brien system, he's going to become like a rushing leader again. You know, everyone's going to pick him up on their fantasy team. Oh, God, I can't even lie to myself about this. All right, I really wish you the best, David Johnson. I think you're going to
1: do great. Let's transition to the world-famous Iowa Hawkeyes versus... The Texas A&M Aggies. So, Drew, if you pick one beer to represent the University of Iowa, which beer is it? I don't want to go with mine until
0: you've told me what your self-inflated view of your team is.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I think I have to start by describing the Iowa Hawkeyes.
0: Does anyone like I think there's a lot of listeners that probably don't even know where the state of Iowa is oh, much less
1: on, on. who the Hawkeyes are. I will ignore that prior comment. The beer I'm picking is Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA.
0: Interesting choice.
1: You you don't know which one I'm talking about?
0: I do know what you're talking about, but I I just
1: So I think that's just like a really good beer, and I think it represents Iowa because you don't have great expectations for it, and you open it, and it's always really good. It always overproduces. It always exceeds my expectations, unlike the University of uh, Texas A&M, which— The University of
0: Texas A&M. Oof. (laughs) is that that even—do you even hear yourself?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But— University of Iowa, don't always have high expectations, always overproduce, and at the end of the year, pretty much always has a better record and better ranking than Texas A&M.
0: At least you got it right this time, the title. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I will say I do love the state of Iowa. I've met some great people from up there. Not Adam, obviously. (coughs) Adam. But some other people that from Iowa, but so what I would think about Iowa is I don 't have a specific beer for it, but I kind of think of the Iowa Hawkeyes as that that little niche brewery that's in your area that no one really knows about so I 'll pick a brewery for for the Houston area that uh, i 'll pick valeson's it's in pearland it's a small lot. No one, just like the University of Iowa, I couldn't tell you what the names of their beers are, or the names of their players or their coaches or anything about
1: you them. You just know they're really freaking good.
0: It's true though. Like Valances makes some damn good small batch beers. I can't remember any of the names of them, but I kind of think of the Iowas. That's that quaint. I can't. Nothing super memorable, but it ends up being pretty good in the long run.
1: Perfect but, description of Iowa. Really good in the long run. Much better than A
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Our time is coming, Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> so for AM, I'll 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 take I'll draw first blood here since I made you go first for Iowa. For AM, I'm going for a nostalgia beer for me. You know, I mentioned it, you know, when I went to California, this was my go-to beer is a Shiner box. So not only is, you know, Shiner, Texas not that far away from college station, but you know, AM's kind of like a, a school for it's not like a inner city school, it's it's you get a lot of people coming from smaller towns, it's warm, it's inviting. That's how I think of Shiner Bach. It's just like that solid it's always waiting there for you if you need it. You know, it's always you can always find it when you need it. There's tons of them out there. No matter where you are in the world, you can find a Shiner Box. Maybe not the world, but at least in the U.S.
1: <laughs> or that's,
0: Texas. It's just that welcoming beer. It's like, welcome home. Welcome so it's, back. It's
1: warm. So it's do you warm. like your Shiner Box warm? That was really my takeaway from all that blabbing you did for the last five minutes.
0: Um no, it's pretty terrible. Warm, <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, he's tried. Right. <laughs> it's not that great. Flat either when you, when, when you drink it on the West Coast, it's not fresh. Okay,
1: A and M always overrated. High expectations, right? No comment. <laughs> Preseason top ten, top fifteen. Postseason unrated. For me, that beer is Brain Cake by Parrish. There's this uh, Facebook group, Houston Craft Beer Society, that that Drew and I are watching all the time. And everyone was hyping up this beer, Brain Cake is the IPA by Parrish. And we were so excited to have it. And and finally, we, we found it. And it just was not very good. And so I was had real high expectations, but it just did not deliver. And I think that is, you know, unfortunately for you, my friend, very representative of uh, Texas A&M.
0: You know, folks that are true Aggie fans, we have this saying, it's called battered Aggie syndrome, you know, BAS, where basically (laughs) we've just accepted the fact that we need to lower our expectations. So no matter what the national media hype is, we always have these lowered expectations because we've just been just – dagger through the heart so many times, but we're always there. Diehard fans waiting for that time for the natty, which I think is a great segue into the ultimate wager, the ultimate wager. So one night when Adam and I were drinking, we met a bet, you know, and I think it's a pretty good bet. It's one could say it's an ultimate bet. He's such a bears Homer and I'm a diehard Aggie fan through and through, terrible seasons or not. And so this wager involves a, a pretty massive steak dinner. I'm pretty sure it was at least two steaks. Uh, I don't know. but I, I keep It grows in my head. The
1: finest
0: steakhouse in the state of Texas. Yeah. And so this bet is between the Chicago Bears, because I don't think we could bet on the Iowa Hawkeyes. They're always going to be good, but they're never like national championship good. They're like... You know, maybe they could scratch a BCS Bowl every so often. And
1: uh, when's the last time AM competed for a national championship? It was
0: like 1930-something. <laughs> uh, so the bet is that Texas A&M will win a national championship before the Chicago Bears win another Super Bowl.
1: And I couldn't be happier with my position in that bet. We are so well positioned to...
0: With which, cash. With which quarterback...
1: Well, that's the thing is there's... You don't there's need a quarterback? Been, I don't, I, yeah, I mean, with as good as the defense is and
0: is confident... Blah, blah, blah Camilo Khalil Mac. blah, Kaleel blah.
1: Khalil <laughs> Mac crushing every other player on the field. I don't think it really matters. But at this point, I think the audience is getting sick of listening to our bullshit. Yeah, I would say that,
0: except I think we need to take this back to the audience and put up a poll... For you to decide who is going to win this wager, is it going to be the Chicago Bears or the Aggies? Let's bring on the ratings. Bring on the ratings.
1: All right, Drew, you've been babysitting your beer for about 20 minutes now. What are your thoughts? What are you thinking? Walk me through What you're tasting there, what you're smelling, what you're rating, most importantly.
0: On the, you know, one of the last episodes, I I did say that Pilsners are one of my favorite beers, so it's a great type of beer that I love, um, and I've had a lot of them. I was actually drinking another one before this one, and when I drink this beer, this bicycle pump, I I just, it's unspectacular to me. I'm tasting it. There's not, there's not any, like, Super flavor to it. It's crisp, but it's not the crispest Pilsner I've ever had. So I really, you know, I'm actually going to go a little lower on this one. It's not bad. I I mean, I I could definitely drink this a lot, but uh, I think I'm going to go 3.25.
1: Ooh. That's pretty low for a Pilsner for you.
0: Yeah, it is. I just, it just not wowing me. What about you? What are you thinking?
1: I think it's, I mean, I think it's pretty solid. I don't. I don't think it's the best Pilsner I've ever had. <laughs> you,
0: you can't help yourself. Not the best I've ever had. It's not the worst.
1: <laughs> All right. I won't go there. I won't go there. I think I'm starting to like Pilsners much better than I used to. I used to. My philosophy used to be, like, if I'm going to drink a Pilsner, why pay for a Kraft Pilsner and not just get, like, a Budweiser or a Bud Light?
0: Because the taste difference is just insanely
1: different. Yeah, but I used to not think that. So, like, I used to, my starting rating for Pilsner used to be, like, 3.25. or well now it's getting 3.5, 3.75. I haven't decided which one. Mm-hmm. That's my starting point. But I've had some really good Pilsners lately, and this is not quite as good as those. So those I've been rating 3.75 So I'm going with a 3.5 think it's it's a pretty good Pilsner. I'd drink it again. Would I buy it again? Probably not because I'm on that chase, as you all know. On that chase? On that chase.
0: Yeah, I th- and I think maybe you could explain that you like Pilsner so much because you've been living in that southern climate for a while now. And, you know, it, it's a good beer if you're going to be sweating.
1: Y'all know I've been living in that southern climate. <laughs> and you know Adam, I've been sweating. <laughs> I think We've discussed I mean, this that, in detail. <laughs> I don't think the audience has any interest on in hearing anymore about me sweating. So I don't know if it's possible in a podcast to officially kill a topic. But I do know I can kill this episode. Kill it. All right. Thanks for joining us, y'all. See y'all next time.
0: Stop This has been a Beering Ain't Easy production at the Sesh Coworking Podcast Studio in Houston, Texas. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to see what we're drinking, our untapped handles are Beering Ain't Easy Adam and Beering Ain't Easy Drew.